that every time is that okay sure i like it gets me gets me amped (laughs) so that's being back here that's what we that's what we're hoping for yeah this is yet another episode of it's probably fine it's probably fine and this is episode 10 we're on episode 10 we hit the double digit this is what should we do to celebrate drink our sparkling water (laughs) Like boring ass bitches. You guys don't know this, but Rachel and I have been sober for the last. Not that we were ever like super fucked up, but well. we like to. Ha- well, okay. <laughs> There's well, a couple. We just got too excited in the first. Couple yeah, of yeah. We like to have our beverageinos, but yeah. uh, we didn't for a week. And Derek then complimented us on being how well very we coherent <laughs> and how easy it was to edit. <laughs> right. So we decided. We're just a little more serious now that yeah. like we were fucking around in the first couple episodes and now it's like we're getting down and dirty. We're doing it. Right. We're committed. We want to bring you quality content. Yeah. And it's not I mean, it's not a for sure thing like they're like it's quality is questionable. Yeah. Also, I I need a new liquor or something because wine has been really giving me a headache. Yeah. Nothing else really tastes good to me. I know. So I'm just kind of what taking else a is step. There? I know. Well, I've been drinking gin. But yeah. I don't like gin and tonic anymore. Yeah, you guys hit the gin and tonics. We hit, we we hit, hit them tonic. Pretty, yeah, hit them pretty hard. Yeah, your special tonic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Trulies are out. That's a summer. Uh, That's a summer drink. <laughs> you don't like beer. I like it. It just hurts my stomach. You're out. That's it. You're sober. I know. Well, okay. So we have variety for you. Right? I guess it's the only option. Uh, send me your favorite mixed drinks. Yeah. That you like. Something new for me to try. And I will drink it on the next podcast episode. Yeah. That or she'll hurt your feelings. Yeah, Say or I'll hurt your feelings. So I don't feel bad. That's okay. Before we get started, just a quick reminder. Derek always tells us to do this. <laughs> do you want to try it this time? No, I get nervous every time <laughs> you go. Rachel really does know our social media handles. I do. It's just it's a just, lot of pressure in the moment. Yeah, I don't like it. Follow us on Instagram at probably fine pod mm-hmm. email us at probably fine pod at gmail.com we're on tiktok at probably fine pod see it's not hard it just <laughs> it's hard for my brain i guess and don't forget to rate and review us on apple podcasts yes. apparently follow, what do you it's what do you do on spotify i'm a i'm an apple podcast spotify bitch. you follow you follow, follow us so on follow spotify. us and turn on your notifications yeah when, yeah when our shit comes out Apparently it helps. We're not popular enough to know how it helps. Yeah, but it helps. But apparently someday it's going to help. So just do it. Please. Yeah. Yeah. (sighs) Okay. We got all the boring stuff out of the way. Sorry. I thought there was a cat. I thought there was a cat over there. (laughs) Yeah. So let's see. Looking at the agenda. Last week's topic got a lot of buzz. And I just wanted to circle back on that real quick. Yeah. That I'm surprised. I think we really thought that more people either knew about it or like was gonna work was gonna think gonna we're gonna <laughs> think that it was really boring or they know about it already mm-hmm. or like we're gonna be like you know like redundant preaching. Mm-hmm. yeah it's dumb but that is not the case no. because i the love language is still 
really, really help people. Mm-hmm. And like we said a lot last week, it changes throughout the years mm-hmm. and throughout, you know, where you are at with your partner or with yourself. Right. It's nice to just check in on that. And yeah. Something they change. Right. Something we Crazy. didn't get to, which we will at a later date. Is it okay if I just give them a preview? Yeah. We'll revisit that at some point. But we really wanted to talk about how you can practice your love languages on yourself mm-hmm. uh, because you can't rely on your partner to meet all of your needs, Brooke. Um, <laughs> uh, so learning how to give yourself that, you know, compassion and, you know, acts of service, all of that physical touch, yeah. even, you know, there are ways that you can do that, but we had gone way too long and we needed to wrap it up. So we'll do that at some point too. Cause yeah. I think that could be helpful. Yeah. That'll be good. Yeah. Cause I sometimes also need a reminder on how to be nice to myself. Well, really all of these topics are to benefit us number yeah. one and then to benefit you because yeah. I definitely, I most definitely yeah. <laughs> need to do the love languages for myself. <laughs> yeah. I think everyone does right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's hard. This is hard right now. Mm-hmm. People are struggling. The numbers are really high up for COVID. Everyone, it's going into the holidays. Everything's still shut down. People are getting, it's really starting to hit that we're having to stay indoors because mm-hmm. it's fucking cold. There's and it's just hard. to do. It's really hard. Yeah. And it's like trying to keep yourself occupied mm-hmm. and keep your brain from turning into mush. Mm-hmm. Something I recently did that was really helpful um, or has been really helpful is there is this course that my therapist really encouraged me to take okay. like a year ago. You should do it with me, actually. Okay. What's it called? So it is called The Science of Wellbeing, and it is a course that's offered on Coursera.org mm-hmm. through Yale, yeah. and it's free. Have you heard of it? I have signed up or I've like really looked at a lot of those courses Mm -hmm. from different colleges like the free so fun and I always got overwhelmed because it was like a huge commitment I was like that but all the ones that I was I was looking at Mm -hmm. so the this one is not like that and the only reason I actually ended up starting it was because I was having a conversation with a client and it was just one of those conversations where we're both like this sucks everything sucks it all sucks and there's just not a whole lot that I can do except for hold space and I was just like you know what I think that the therapeutic relationship has kind of changed a lot and Mm -hmm. and, and you know as a social worker the the needs are different and so we're just learning how to respond to the unique needs that are happening right now and I was like why don't we do this together and it's not necessarily something I would have done before but I just, it just felt right in the moment and mm-hmm. to be able to hold each other accountable because this is a person that lives alone and doesn't have a partner. Yeah. Um, and, and they perked up right away and they're like, no, I like that idea. Oh, I like, awesome. I like being able to learn. Um, and so we decided that we'll do one module per week and then we'll talk a little bit about it That's in our session. Really cool. So we're only on week one. You should join us. Okay. And why I know that it won't be overwhelming because I finally fucking did it is there's no reading. Ugh. I know. Thank you. I know. <laughs> there's no I mean, required I like, reading. I like reading. I just I right. get bored. Yes, it's just. It's I hard. just I have a hard time keeping my attention mm-hmm. unless yeah. it's like some like weird murder scene. Mm-hmm. Right. Which and is so up. <laughs> right. I Let's unpack that. I didn't, it didn't even it didn't even phase me. Yeah. I was just like yeah, same. Like yeah. I took a little cat nap today while I was listening to Crime Junkie and it was just kind of infiltrating yeah. my dreams. It didn't even phase me. Yeah. It was a bad one too. I had a bad dream last night too. 
will you talk about it? Absolutely. When, when we do, when we get to the yeah, dream we, section. we'll get to the dream section. Um, it's fucked up. I was gonna say too, in case anybody is interested in that course, I'll post it on our Instagram. And essentially, what it is, um, is they talk about the science behind happiness and the boom in positive psychology. And the professor that did this course at Yale was only expecting, you know. X amount of like a really low amount of students to sign yeah. up and it was like a hundred times more than That's insane than the normal amount that would sign up for a course did and it just blew up and um so that has like, to make him feel good it's a woman which is oh. even better no offense said, guys I thought you said him oh I did sorry oh I don't know no it's a lady but um it's a lady friend it's a lady a lady but they also talk about not just what makes you happy but how to put that into practice and that's built into the homework Yep. Yeah. So the first sign me up. You'll love it. The first weeks, there are three assessments that you get to take and they're uh, to measure your current happiness and then also a strengths inventory. And it's better than anyone I've ever done. And it outlines your top four strengths. Yes. And then the homework is uh, apply those strengths every day this week. I. Yeah. If you're going to stay up late tonight, you should totally just do week one so we can talk about it. My nipples are tingling. <laughs> <laughs> and I want to know what your top four strengths are. So next week. We'll talk about week one. Okay. And we'll share our top four strengths and it'll be fun. And then you guys will have a chance to to do it because we'll post this on Monday and then you'll have until Thursday, I guess, to, to do it and let us know what you thought. Yes. Yeah. Got it. Hey. Okay. Oh my gosh. I, Rachel's sitting up straight now. She just like really perked up. I that like and my hip hurts. Damn it. Never mind. It was I thought great. I, I thought I single-handedly pulled you out of your depression. My nipples are hard. <laughs> That's still something. It counts. Yeah. Don't you, uh, you can't really see them. Mm-mm. That's okay. They're like below the... Oh. Well, I... <laughs> They're just yeah. sagging They're to so the ground. <laughs> Thank you, Tray Table, for covering up my hard nips. <laughs> I have a real bra on right now. Look at you. What? Why are you getting all fancy today? I don't know. I, I came can't straight from tell work. you the last time I put an underwire on. It I, had to be before the pandemic. I thought we were going to record a TikTok tonight, so I felt like I needed to have a brassiere on. Who are you? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's different when I don't wear a bra. It's I get different it. than I get when it. you don't wear a bra, okay? Like, yeah. People are in danger. <laughs> There's not enough room in this house. Yeah, I get you. Okay. <sighs> okay, let's move on to the next topic. Next agenda. Uh, next on the agenda. Oh, Next on the agenda is something new that we started. Do you want to tell them about it? Oh, yes. I, we're, kind of, we're kind of mouth it to me because <laughs> I'm just like, feel like Wait, I'm talking a lot. I, <laughs> I could listen to you talk all day. Mm-hmm. Um, so we recently, uh, Brooke and I and, and our friends, friends, our friends, uh, Lindsay and Catherine just started a book club. And I'm going to be honest, the deadline yeah, we need to talk about it's that. It's coming up quick. It I hurts. know that Lindsay is barreling through her book, but guess what? I'm like, I've gotten three pages. I have not even started. I was in the red, so I started. So listen, I started. So we're, we're reading. Uh, we're the crawdads. Thank sing, you. For anyone that wants to. <laughs> Rachel doesn't even fucking know. I have had the book for six months. <laughs> I read 14 pages, forgot all of them. So I had to go into the red and then I. Finally, I'm three pages into the green, I guess, or into the. Uh, no, you're still in the red until you get to page fourteen. No, I did. I'm I'm past page. Oh, four. I'm okay, like Page okay. seventeen at okay. this point, so I'm like three pages from what I was. Yeah, but I had to fucking reread it because it's been six months. 
Yeah. And they were talking about me cheating that I was like, already had the book already started. I was like, okay, listen, 14 pages and I don't remember anything that happened. So fuck off. You fuck right off. It's yeah. And you know what? We need a head start. I'm sorry. Yeah. When she said January 1st deadline and I was like, this is like a 300 page book. Fuck and then, you. And then, so this is Lindsay. Yeah. We're fucking bashing on you right now, Lindsay. When she texted and she's like, yeah, I'm like 75% of the way through. I guess it's just a short book. No, I was it's like, not. I, I feel like I remember seeing it on Rachel's shelf and it being a fatty. She's a fatty. She's right over there. Cause I, I don't know. Worry. I looked at it. It was confirmation when I walked in and I saw it on your ottoman. And I was like, that is not a small book. No. And I also, I've been carrying it around for days and days. <laughs> Hoping you'll just absorb Hoping it. Hoping that I'll fucking osmosis. read it. And I just am not reading it. Derek had therapy. And so he was upstairs for an hour. And I was like, I'll read. Oh, I'm going to read. No. Rachie watched TikToks for a fucking hour. Well, and fell into a hole of a breakup story of a labor and delivery nurse. That I can't even make it up. That's what I did. But okay. So interesting that that was the true perspective because what had happened was that you texted me that you were reading and then I was like I can't read like what's wrong with me I just blah 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 and you're like you know there are some days where I can't no 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 let me finish let me finish there are some days when I just don't feel super like totally spent and then I can do it and you're explaining it I'm like yeah that makes a lot of sense and then not even five minutes after that I get six TikToks from you and I'm like this bitch is not reading I gave myself (laughs) I was eating baby carrots (laughs) and I was like once I'm done with my baby carrots I'm going to read. And I was like, <laughs> in my bed, I was eating baby carrots and ranch. I was going to say, were you just eating them plain? No, I'm not a psycho. <laughs> but so I was like, I'm going to go to the end of my baby carrots. I'm going to have my TikTok time. And then I'm going to have a full belly of carrots. <laughs> and I'm going to And your vision's going to be so good because you got your and vitamin listen, K. listen, <laughs> I, I read 17 pages. And then I almost fell asleep. Okay, that's a book. major accomplishment. Do you want to okay. know what I asked Derek for, for Christmas? One thing. <laughs> you did tell me, but I it's want you so to. It's so fucking boring, but I was just like, hey, Derek, I want one little thing for Christmas. It's like, it's like $18. And he was like, what? And I said, I really want a book light. <laughs> and he was like, what? And I said, like a book light, like one of those clippy boys mm-hmm. where you just, you well, know. It's a good present. And I was like, because then I can read without bothering you because I've done that so many times. <laughs> I've always been like, God, it's I wish I could read, but it's, Derek's sleeping. It's tearing our marriage apart. <laughs> <laughs> this book light is going to save us, babe. <laughs> Never been an issue, but in my head, I'm like, this is what will fix it. <laughs> so, oh, no, that's so good. Yeah. So That's like when Derek asked for the sleep mask. It's exactly the same. <laughs> and he goes, I'm not getting like a book light, really, Rachel? And I was like, sleep mask, Derek. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, man. I was like, that a book light is less lame than a fucking sleep mask. Yeah, it's, Derek, suck it. Okay, it's the same amount of lame, I would say. <sighs> that okay. So if so anyone, the book club, <laughs> <laughs> if anyone wants to uh, hop on the trend of reading the book, you uh, don't have to have it done by January first because we're not going to. No, we're so. going to have that conversation. We're having it with them right now. They're going to listen to this and they're going to understand that yeah. that's not the deadline. I need like a full six months to just prepare to read the book. I just need, I, I've, I've had the damn book for right. six months. I need it to be on my coffee table for six months to where it becomes like an actual fixture. Just in like my guilt life. trip. Yeah. And you're just like, <laughs> fuck, time, I gotta read this like, goddamn I book. I'm just like, I fucking suck. <laughs> but the problem is every time I see 
a fucking brand new book and people are like, oh, I love this book. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm going to buy it and I'm going to read it. Nope. Mm -hmm. No, she's not going to read it. Mm She we, ain't going to read it. We send each other the TikToks of those the, books. We're never going to read the book them. The talk. And I just see them and I'm like, oh, the covers are pretty. Gosh. And I want to smell them. I want to get into like a psychological thriller. I want something. To, I want an escape. I know. Because the last time that I really fell into a book and I could not stop reading was Hunger Games. Oh, my gosh. I also was like doped out on Adderall. So that probably <laughs> was part of it. But uh it was during my time at, when I went to SIUE and I just didn't sleep and I was just was like. Is that when you take... were having like the hallucinations? Uh, it, no, that was a different. That was a different time. That was a different. That was when you were on the caffeine pills. No, that was Adderall, and that was in my social work classes, and I had a dead, a hard deadline on a on a really terrible paper that was like fourteen pages long. But no, this was a different Adderall time <laughs> when I was at SIUE and. I it was before I got kicked out of that college <laughs> because guess what my do you know day. what my studying habits were it was Rachel you have a test on Wednesday have you prepared at all have you done your homework now okay Tuesday night we're gonna pull an all-nighter and just go straight into the test mm-hmm. and that's what I did and I flunked out of college so <laughs> that makes don't do that kids uh but I feel like that is just the way that's the way that I did undergrad master's program so much better because there's no tests. Yeah. I, but the papers, the papers, remember when I papers, when I would stay at your parents' house and I would lock myself in your dad's. You'd have a 10 page paper every week. (laughs) And I was just like, ugh, let's go. Let's hang out. Come on. Stop. Things to do. (laughs) Yeah. Good. So I don't even know how we got there. No. Oh, oh. The Hunger Games. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think of the last book that I read that was like that for me. Um, I read all of those in like four days. Mm-hmm. Same. The whole series. And I would like stay up till four in the morning. And that's, I mean, that's when I lived up in Edwardsville. Mm-hmm. And Derek would like stay over. And uh, there was a time where he was like, turn off the light. <laughs> Which is the book light. This is how it's going to be now. I'm going to be a big reader. Yep. She and is. so I would get kicked out to the couch and I'm really going to need that sleep mask with all that light coming. <laughs> yeah. In. Between the two, <laughs> we'll be good. But so I would go out into the couch and I'd read until like four in the morning and I'd finally like pass out or I'd be like, I, okay, I'm going to read one more chapter and then I have to be done. And I just keep fucking reading. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I want that. I want mm-hmm. that so bad. I know. I miss that. I'm really, I, I, yeah, that might be the last series that I, Sharp Objects was really good, but I don't know that I binged it like that. Yeah. Yeah, I liked Girl on the Train. Oh, I liked that too. I really liked that book. That was a, that's when I finished in like a flight, Mm -hmm. like a two flights type of thing. I really quickly just wanted to say about reading, it's hard for me. It's hard Mm -hmm. for you. And it's just, I don't know how to explain it. I feel like there's got to be a word for it when you just feel like your head is telling you so badly that it's this thing that it wants to do but your body will not cooperate yes it's kind of how I feel with joyful movement and trying to get myself to move my body I was talking with my friend Chelsea about that this week Mm -hmm. um but I so Susie I mentioned she is a writer and she um just finished a big part of her first book and I'm wanting to read it yeah and so now I've got two fucking books that I need to read and I am overwhelmed and so it's just too many books we need to push the deadline back because I want to read Susie's book before I read where the crowdads sing okay I'm gonna blame it on you then okay yeah you can totally be like Brooke isn't fucking reading (laughs) (laughs) 
this bitch is holding us back. Should we cut her out? Yeah. Do a group message without me in it and just see how everyone responds. <laughs> yeah, I never liked her. <laughs> Should we just don't? Just that's my it. biggest fucking fear. I'm actually scared right now. <laughs> don't. Um, I want to. Okay, before we move on, you're 17 pages in. How is it? It's written really well, and that's how I, f- I remember. That's how I felt the first time. The first time I started reading it. <laughs> the first time I read. <laughs> I was like, I, I don't, I, maybe it's just me. I really like her style of, of writing okay. and I really like, like the, her word choices and how everything flows. I just, it's a, it's very pretty writing. Okay. Okay. I don't know how else to explain it. I'll do my best. But I know I'm going to fall in love with the main character. Like sexually? No. Oh, okay. I don't even know if it's a she, man or a lady. Right now it's, she's a little girl. Oh, so okay. Well, like, that would be weird. Yeah. <laughs> She was like six when the oh, book God. starts. That probably sounded weird to people that have read the book. But from what I understand, <laughs> from what, help me. No, from what I understand, it starts off her as a little kid and like her background, and then it goes into like her okay. as an, like an adult or a older person. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Maybe we'll never. I don't know. fucking know. Yeah. We'll see. Stay tuned. I might be on page nineteen next week. Right. Ooh, I can't wait. But you also have to do week one of the of the course. Uh, I think it's this is so also easy. something. I think that I have an aversion to reading because of college mm-hmm. and school. I get so fucking I got so fucking tired of reading and trying to absorb knowledge and like really pay attention that now reading for me is still seems like a little bit of a chore. That would be so sad. Which which makes it exactly like how trying to find joyful movement is, right? Yeah. That's what happens when you ruin something for kids. Yeah. And you make it all about achieving or test taking and it just like becomes a, a fucking trauma response yeah. like trying looking at the God. book i can't pick it up and i can't read it because it it makes me want to highlight things and i like was that bitch that highlighted the whole fucking page <laughs> but it makes me want to highlight things or like take notes i'm like you don't have to take it so seriously and if you miss a couple of like fucking paragraphs because you're yep. just eye reading and just not thinking about it fuck it just move along that was a huge realization for yeah, me. Yet, it's not. Doesn't have to be fucking serious, Rachel. Jesus, it's a fucking book. There's gonna be quizzes at the book. I club know. Meetings. That's what I'm saying. And now I feel I'm for sure gonna read the clip note version. <laughs> I'm gonna look it up. That's what I tell some of my teenage clients to do when they have all that assigned reading in yeah. high school. No. I'm like, just do spark notes and don't fucking feel bad about it. You need an adult to tell you not to feel bad about that because you're not going to yeah. be an English teacher. You're not going to need this in your life and you just need to do what you need to do to get through it and don't feel bad about that. Yeah. I lived on spark notes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would even pay money sometimes for really? certain Really? Yes. Oh, I never did that. Because I was so desperate to not read whatever we had to read because i hated all of the books almost all the books that were picked out Mm -hmm. yeah and shoved down our throats literally Mm -hmm. okay well we talked about books for 20 minutes (laughs) but the children love the books (laughs) (laughs) okay uh moving right along oh let's do dream dream time uh mine's really quick and then you can tell yours so i had a dream that i stole all the stained glass window panes out of my old church okay did you look that up no i didn't that's very specific (laughs) (laughs) what does it mean when you but i I mean i could probably look up stealing and and whatnot that's true but uh yeah i just i stole them i chiseled them out do with them i think i tried to sell them okay and that's more noble than i thought i remember feeling guilty not because i felt bad about stealing but because i felt bad about the possibility of getting caught okay yeah so it's fine no real remorse okay so i don't know what that means but i should have looked it up 
Uh, it probably has something to do with our fucking feeling <laughs> on organized religion. Yeah. All right. That's so what was your dream? So my dream was real fucked up. Oh, boy. It's going to sound really weird to everyone because I also don't totally remember all of it. <laughs> but I remember the premise. So there was like this murder house. <laughs> And everyone had to stay. It was like a bachelorette party that I was on, and I knew no one. Oh, so no. So that's cool. But, like, they were my friends, but none of them were, like, actually my friends in real mm-hmm. Like, you know, you no one. Friends? Shut up. I wasn't there? Wow. You didn't invite okay, me. Okay, you two. <laughs> you didn't invite me to your dream party? But so, <laughs> <laughs> but so we all got there, and it was, like, a real creepy mansion. Like, real cool. We got a real good deal on Airbnb. <laughs> Wonder why. Murder house. <laughs> And uh, we got in there. We started doing bachelorette type things, but it, it was very, it was just a weird type of thing. Um, and then as it turned into nighttime, it was like a ghost house. And all these ghosts started coming out from like the past like hundred years of people that have died <gasps> in the house. And then they would take you. <laughs> oh my God. And they would take you and you would just like, not turn into a ghost, but you would like be able to go through walls and stuff when they would take you and you were basically like held hostage. And it was like, like a little bit of ghost rape. <laughs> oh, <laughs> little no. Ghost rapies. And you, and like once you were stuck in their, like, um, like their storyline or whatever, you got eaten by the house basically. <laughs> and, uh, it's very weird. And then you became so that it's just like this house collected ghost souls kind of like Coraline in my in my brain that's literally kind what it of was like, like Coraline and Bly Manor yes and it just collected these souls and then they waited for the next prey of Quiet. people the bell dam might hear Be- you yeah might be listening <laughs> she's stolen no. our eyes and uh, whatever then we let her sew the, the buttons, buttons. <laughs> but yeah so that's what it was it was like rapey and like at some point I was with, I was taken by the ghost people with like two other girls. And I was like, if we don't do this, then we don't become a ghost. We don't ever get murdered. Like you never got murdered, but you got like sexually assaulted. And then once they sexually assaulted you, you are part of the murder house. And I was like, let's chop off let's chop off the dicks oh was this that part no of it? that wasn't part oh, of it i'm like damn but i was just like listen they cannot look we're fighting this we're fighting mm. this and then that was how they transferred the ghostness to you yeah was by... something like that like rape oh my god and then somehow like two of us got out and then the rest got like stayed there and we like saw the go- like our ghost friends like that were stuck there and they're just like floating but they're in like 1940s clothing like they went back in time and i was like uh-oh it's a little colonial child. Peace out. Where did I park my car? <laughs> I was just like, I literally couldn't Love. find where I parked my car. And I was just like, I'll oh, my God. i you. <laughs> some, some, at some point, I like tried to get Derek to save me, like oh to God. to find my car, <laughs> but not the murder house. So this was Bly Very Manor weird. meets Coraline meets It Follows. Have we watched It Follows? Derek, Derek told me to watch It Follows. Did we watch it? What the fuck? Where was I? <laughs> Is that the scissors? No. no. <laughs> What's the scissors? Yeah, I saw the it. golden scissors. That's that's just. What's it? the golden scissors? No, no, not it. Um, the scissors. She, them. What's just one? It's just one word. The, with the scissors. Never fucking mind, guys. Someone, someone on the other end is screaming the name of the movie right now. Yeah. With someone the golden knows. scissors. Oh, us. us. Oh. <laughs> Excuse okay. me. Okay. Us. Them. She. She. They. <laughs> it was one of the, the multiple pro. Or, you know, yeah, the pronouns. Um, it was that. Yeah, no, uh, we're not going to talk about this, but 
do you you just brought up an old the most fucked up dream that i ever had and you were in a shooting dream yes i remember (laughs) that because you were really upset for like weeks And you were like, we. It was when we were at Mizzou, and it was at one of the big, like, lecture halls, and it was like an active shooter. There was an active shooter, and you got Did I get shot. Murdered? You were, we dropped I down on the ground. I weren't dead. You you got shot in the neck, and I had to like Fuck, hold. That's you. what it was. I had to hold your bloody neck wound, and it was like <laughs> something like we were holding hands, and and our friendship was like saving saving ourselves your and, life yeah. and like our love for each other. Is really fucked up. I still, I mean, that was what ten years ago. At least, it was when we were at Mizzou. So yeah. So yeah, that one stung a bit. Yeah, I remember you telling me that you were fucked up for that one. That one hit different. It hit different. It's like you don't understand. I saved you. Yeah, with our with my love for you. It was like our our oh our it turned into something. It, it was yes. um, it was like our love for each other uh, morphed into a physical like like a bird or a butterfly or something. I now remember this. Yeah, and I don't know <laughs> if that meant that you died, but it was so messed up, man. I yeah, need to tell yeah. Jessica about that. I need to talk to my therapist. Gross. Yeah, that was that wasn't a good one. Oh, I'm so sorry. So that's our dreams. We're so, like not anyway, even gonna get to no, like any I, meat, and that's okay. I was thinking we could just do a quick little blip at the end. We're, we want to get to um, intuitive eating around the holidays yeah so. so we'll give you like a quick little flop drop and a boohoo if we yeah. run out of time at the end <laughs> um okay oh now it's time i this is like i this is what i'm excited for this is what we're here for this is what i'm here for ladies and men if you're there and non-binary folks we have another shame story we do and neither of us have read it and i'm going to live read it on the yes. air and this one is from our good friend our troll Catherine so what's interesting about this story is the heading is the shamers point of view I'm I'm really excited to see what this turns out to be because I'm like I know I'm, I'm very excited I just go let's go okay okay here we I'm go excited here we go morning to my xxx what does that mean Wait, like EX? No, it's just... like three capital X's. Morning to my love, right? Like you're like kiss, kiss, kiss. X's are kissing. Catherine We're all looking at each other. Catherine, come us. on. <laughs> okay, anyway. Oh, that's to us. She's not like writing a letter to... Never mind. She's just saying hey to us? I guess. I okay. don't know. Anywho. Oh, it's it's another period shame story. Yes. Awesome. Good for Rachel. (laughs) This period shame story is unlike most as the period to the shame is nowhere to be found. All right. And I happen to be weird. (laughs) And I happen to be the shamer in this tale. Oh, of course she is. I fucking knew it. Of fucking course she Uh, is. I feel I feel like that's our bitch. Do we need to disclaim that we do not condone bullying and shaming? Yeah. We'll see what what she's bringing to the table here. Well, I'm. I'm so excited. All right. Catherine writes, I was a late guest to Aunt Flo's monthly Bloody Mary brunches. Same girl. (laughs) What a fucking weirdo. Okay. (laughs) Real late. Oh, like she's saying she was late to start. Yeah. Okay. Like 16 or 17. Yeah. As a woman in my 30s, I now see that as a total blessing. 
But as a clueless preteen, I was goddamn devastated that I wasn't part of the sickest ladies-only member club in town. <laughs> Is that how you felt, Rachel? Oh, for sure. I, that's why I lied to everyone and said I had my period. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, so, it's weird to me when you talk about that because it's weird to me to hear a trauma that I don't identify with. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, why is I like always want to hear you talk about it because yeah. I'm just like that's fascinating to because me. I didn't deal with that. I didn't experience that. <laughs> hmm. What does that? I don't know. Uh, my best friend Chelsea was the polar opposite. This bitch was already sitting pretty with a full B cup and even fuller pad by the fifth grade. <laughs> Oh, yes. no, I'm so, I'm so, my pee hole just puckered. <laughs> I was a mere 70 pounds, the long reigning queen and co-founder of the itty bitty titty committee <laughs> and not a menstruation brownie badge within sight. <laughs> I was unexplainably oh, yeah. envious of Chelsea and how cool it was to wear a bra, <laughs> let alone the need to wear a bra. And to carry pads in her purse. <laughs> oh, baby Karen. Baby. Love her. Little baby cat. I was already salty. Chelsea had started her period as it put a real stain on my own social life. <laughs> <laughs> I love this writing. Thank uh, you, Catherine. Chelsea was my ride or die. I only made feeble attempts at new friends through her networking connections. <laughs> so she was my crutch. And word in fifth grade girls' bathroom was Megan's birthday party at Lost Valley Lake was the next premiere event going on. And through the popularity of Chelsea and her tits, I had an invite. <laughs> Thank you, Chelsea's tits. Chelsea. Hashtag Chelsea's tits. <sighs> this is the writing so good. I feel like we don't even need no. to like. <laughs> this is great. I didn't even want to make new friends, but I for damn sure was pumped to get my own, get my swim on and put some real heat on my underwater backflips. <laughs> Weren't we all though? Oh, for sure, for sure. My go-to. Okay, so if I was really trying to impress somebody at the pool, handstand, I would do a triple or sorry, tri <laughs> that's ambitious, a double front flip off the diving board, or or, or no, a double, a one and a half where you front flip into a dive. Off yeah. the diving board, or I like doing the watermelon. Did you ever do the watermelon? No. <laughs> Derek knows what I'm talking about. Where you where you get into a cannonball position on the edge of the diving board and then you just drop in at first. It's the most fun. Most fun. Gets a laugh a quarter of the time. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You guys are fucked up. <laughs> As usual, I needed my crutch Chelsea with me in the pool to keep me sane. But that bitch, that bloody bitch, that bitch had the audacity to just casually sit on the side of the pool with her feet dangling in the water like some bougie Disney princess. I was livid, berating her with bitter inquiry with, what the hell is wrong with you? You know we fucking run the underwater handstand game. Get the fuck in this pool right now. After what seemed like a five to seven day cycle, she finally broke down and told me she couldn't swim because she was on her goddamn period. Oh, no. Like, I knew what that meant. <laughs> <laughs> so many exclamation marks and question marks. Like, the audacity. To, what the fuck does that mean? 
My initial response was to envision a shark attack-esque blood shit cloud. <laughs> blood shit cloud. That's the name of the podcast. That's a new band name. That's a new band name. <laughs> podcast episode name. Yeah. Blood shit cloud. Oh, shark attack. Blood shit cloud. <laughs> <laughs> that would slowly encase the pool as soon as Chelsea would jump in. <laughs> Which made total sense in my menstruationless mind. Not the realization that her gigantic pad would instantly slough. <laughs> what was this? <laughs> would it- <laughs> oh, I got the gigs. I got the fucking gigs. Shane had to have helped her with this. Yeah, he's Shane such a good fucking writer. helped her with this. Not the realization that her gigantic pad would instantly slop into a 10-pound diaper once submerged and slowly pull her to the bottom of the pool like some some stoic menstruating grim reaper. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) After... After that party, I became Chelsea's personal pad-changing escort to the bathrooms. This would last for years. All those summers going to the city pool with the constant back-and-forth sprint to the bathrooms. Do we want to get in the pool? Bathroom run to get the jumbo pad out and then a swift speed walk back to the get to, back to get in the safety of the pool where science somehow takes over and you magically don't bleed out. <laughs> Blood buoyancy, I guess? <laughs> Food for thought for another day. Oh, God. Then, when it's time to get out of the pool, a speed race back to the bathroom to get a fresh new colossal pad on. Is that what people do when they have to swim in pads? I don't know. I've never swam in a pad before. No, scary. Like I said, I shit myself at Raging Rivers repeatedly. (laughs) God. One wrong misstep could mean disaster with birthing a bloody jellyfish right on the sandy (laughs) pool concrete that would surely never recover. Oh, my God. I don't want it to end. It's almost over. Oh. <laughs> all the walking, all the waiting, all the goddamn maintenance, and not even for my own motherfucking period. <laughs> no shit, though. That is, I'm, that is dedication, Catherine. Yeah. You're a good friend. No what shit. happened to you? <laughs> Just kidding. She would help us out I with know. our I know. And then she'd write a story about it. And, yeah. <laughs> Not tell us. <laughs> <laughs> I think the mythical period goddess the day Chelsea found the smooth glide comfort of tampons. <laughs> so the days of pad changing could stop seeping into my social life. And that's why you should buy Tampax. <laughs> Is that what it says? No, no. Oh, I just added that. But it was just at the end. It was a whole Tampax commercial. <laughs> oh, oh, pads during the pool time got you down. Oh. Don't wear a brown. Use a Tampax. Soggy floppy diaper trying to drag you down. <laughs> that's why we have Tampax dolphin skin. <laughs> Slides easily into your coochie. <laughs> Don't be embarrassed. 
Oh, God damn it. That, was, that was good. That was primo content. Thank you Thank so you. much, Kathy. Thank you, Catherine. We, Thanks, Catherine. We love you. We appreciate you. Um, hope you guys really enjoyed that. I feel like, is there any way we could screenshot it and post it on our Instagram or something? I don't know yeah, if it's like I'm too sure long. I'm sure we could make it. It's really long. I don't know that. Or you could do like different, sli- whatever. We can no, if they want to hear it, they got to listen to the podcast and then they got to subscribe and then rate and review. That's true. Probably fine. Podcast. Otherwise, we're keeping it from you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Bitches. It's like a, it's a little elite club. Yeah. Like if you want to hear the period shame stories, you got to. Can't sit with us. <laughs> <laughs> Go take your pad elsewhere. <laughs> You're not welcome here. Oh, oh, that was good. That, that made me very happy. I'm going to read that at my own leisure as well. <laughs> when I'm leisure. having a bad day. <laughs> Later on. Yeah. <clears throat> Um, it's so weird. Yeah, it is getting weird. I just got excited. We had so much time. Like, what do we do? Um, so we are going to move on to our next topic, which is we wanted to just kind of talk about uh, intuitive eating during the holidays because this is going to be the last episode you listen to before Christmas. Yeah. So um, it'll be the week of Christmas when we roll it on out. Yes. So let's just we've t- we've touched on intuitive eating, but can we just give a little overview on what that concept is? Yes, you explain it beautifully. Okay. I know that you've been to like you've probably feel like you've been talking a lot, but you are really good at this. Thank you for saying that. I was worried. words of affirmation, <sighs> bitches. I was worried that I was talking too much. No, I I I also like I said earlier, I could sit and listen to you talk until I die. Um, but you are very very good at explaining it. Well, the bar has been set, so <laughs> now I'm nervous. I just would butch- I butcher it, and people are like, "Wait, so you just eat whatever you want?" I'm like, "Yeah, basically." So yeah, Sorry, essentially, essentially. So I, I've worked with. I've said essentially a lot tonight. I feel like I'm turning into Derek. <laughs> essentially. Es- essentially. Okay. Okay. We love Sorry, you, bad boy. Uh, uh. <laughs> Defense did you mechanism. Like that, that meme I sent you. Of, <laughs> Did you show it to Derek? Yeah, his, one of his friends had already sent it to him. And I was like, <laughs> oh. Just, yeah. Cracked me up. I didn't know if you would think that. I didn't want you to think I was ganging up on you, so I just sent it private, privately. Okay. Just tuck shit on you privately. Um, Sorry. Whoa. So, so what intuitive eating is, um, is a concept of getting in touch with your internal hunger cues and trusting your body to tell you when it's hungry, when to eat, and what it wants to eat. Mm-hmm. Um, so when people hear that, the first, a lot of times, the first thing they say is, "So I can have cookies for every meal." <laughs> sure. Yeah. You're gonna feel like shit, and then you're gonna learn some things. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you could have cookies at every meal if you really want to. If that, be- yes, if that is a need that you have, and that improves your quality of life, absolutely. There is, and this is um, a segue. There's lots of different segues we could go into, but uh, there is a huge problem with people being uh fat phobic and 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 blaming so many physical health issues on uh obesity and that's not the case the the science proves differently um we just live in a society where thinness is worshipped um and there is a new fad diet every single week there are influencers that are promoting really damaging and toxic skinny teas and detox shit which doesn't they don't exist they don't detox does not exist Mm -hmm. so intuitive eating is a concept created by two dietitians but if you read the book i would swear that it sounds like they were therapists writing this Mm -hmm. uh the science shows that 
there is no evidence that a diet lasts or weight loss that is achieved through dieting and restricting lasts long term. Yeah. It's possible, I think in the research that they did, um, I'm going to butcher it, there's a percentage involved, but a certain percentage of people kept the weight off but would gain it back at the longest time, five years. Exactly. It's always going to come back. I mean, and you can apply that to your own life. Think Mm -hmm. of all the people, like I'll tell you, like my younger brother lost like 80 pounds or something like that. And, you know, he had slowly gained it back. But it's like that's because it's not sustainable to do those types of diets Mm -hmm. unless you're willing to eat like that or do those things for the rest of your life. Yes. It's not it's it's you're going to gain your weight back Mm -hmm. because you're going to go back to your normal life and it's going to come back because you are eating carbs or you're eating, you know, fat or Mm -hmm. whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And, and sugars and it just is what it is. Right. If you don't want to, if you don't want to commit to that your entire life, it's not going to work long term. And there's also a lot of uh, evidence to show how our bodies respond to restriction. And, you know, Mm -hmm. we can talk about all that later, but um, intuitive eating is to help you get more connected with your body and trust, you know, if I want pizza today, I can, I can have the pizza um, basically unlearning everything that you've ever learned about what it is to diet and do you want to talk about your um sorry i cut you off no but i was i was kind of losing myself there Um, for a second do you want to talk about how i know this isn't like talking about it's not totally applicable to the holidays but do you want to talk about your start of your journey with intuitive eating yeah what you did for the first like a week or two yeah yeah so uh the first my first encounter with intuitive eating was with my therapist and I remember the conversation. I don't think I've ever told you this, but it's, it was a cool moment. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'll share a little bit. I mean, my life is, has been sprinkled with disordered eating. Um, and so I wanted to work on that and the shame associated with that in therapy. Yeah. And I was telling my therapist there an example I, I binge and that's a problem yeah. that I have. Uh, was there was a, like a, a little container of chicken and dumplings in my fridge. Did mm-hmm. I tell you this? Yes, I okay, remember this. Okay, so this is a good segue into it. But there was a container of chicken and dumplings in my fridge, and I had already eaten dinner. I was full, but I was sitting on my couch uh, that night, and I was obsessing over them. And I just like – I had saved them for the next day, but yeah. I just really wanted the chicken and dumplings. I wanted – they taste so good. I, I think I probably wish I would have eaten them for dinner. Yeah. And But I was so full, and I had this turmoil going on, and I was just like, you don't need to eat this. Like, you're not even hungry and just so much shame coming up. And yeah. then I binged them, and I ate them all, and I felt so sick. And so I was telling my therapist – I just don't want to feel like I have to eat in those moments yeah. like if I'm stressed out or eat for comfort. And she said to me, what is wrong with eating for comfort? Yeah. And I was just – no one had ever said anything like that to no, me before you've in always, my life. You've always been conditioned don't eat for comfort. Like you're mm-hmm. not supposed to do that. You're not supposed to you know, reward with food or do mm-hmm. this or do that. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And anything in excess is not a good thing. So do you want food to be the only source of your comfort? No. You want to be – so essentially what she was trying to tell me is that that can be part of your Mm self-care. It's okay if you have an emotional connection to food. Think about how food plays a role in our lives. It is social. We eat together. You know, we have any food we want 
at the palm of our hands. You know, yeah. we can go out and find it somewhere. It's part of our traditions. Yes. Like every, think about almost any type of holiday, no matter what you observe. Mm-hmm. It's mostly surrounded by food. Right. Like food is a big part of it. And, you know, think about how people are like, oh, I make this every Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. I make this for Christmas. Like this is our tradition. Yeah. It's food. Food most is of life. Time. Yeah. Food is joy. Because it makes us so happy. Mm-hmm. But it also can make us so, so sad and sick. Mm-hmm. And, yes. you know, not just sick physically, like your stomach hurts, but physically or like mentally mm-hmm. when, yeah, you have so much turmoil over food, which is not how it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. So one of the first things, you know, if you have, if you're not familiar with this concept, something that you can try this week is just paying attention to how often you're feeling guilty around food, mm-hmm. how often you're saying, oh, I can't have that because, you know, I had a cookie last night or oh I'll eat this donut for breakfast but I'm not going to eat any sweets later on in the day when I first started my intuitive eating journey which is uh where you just eat whatever you want I ate pizza every day for two weeks yeah every single day because pizza was one of the foods that I deprived myself of and it is to this day my favorite food yeah and my body just needed to go through that period of time to recognize you can have pizza whenever you want it. Yeah. And it's and that's okay. Mm-hmm. And and you are going to give that to yourself. Yes. And we're gonna honor that hunger. Without shame. Right. And then Without once pain. once my body learned that, I didn't crave it every day. Mm-hmm. I didn't want it every day. I felt safe and I felt secure that when the craving came up, I was gonna honor it. And that's mm-hmm. how it works. And that's why it works. Yes. So sure. In the beginning, you may find that you overindulge um, and you and you eat till you get sick, but you're not going to do that forever. You're going to learn from that. And that's mm-hmm. about going into your internal hunger cues and being mm-hmm. like, okay, so this sounds good to me. Is that what I actually want? How much of it do I want? Mm-hmm. Like how much, like that's, at least that's what I do. I'm just like taking the mm-hmm. uh, moral, the morality out of it. Cause food is not moral. Mm-hmm. Food is not moral. Right. Doesn't have any moral value mm-hmm. at all. A salad is made up of the same things that a Big Mac is made out of. Yeah. It's food. It's sustenance. It satiates your hunger. Yep. Yeah. I. Yeah. So, so, so that's just a little background on intuitive eating. So just like pay attention to the feelings that you have, any like sort of shame or negative feelings that you have about your food choices or what you're eating um, because you might be suffering from disordered eating mm-hmm. and you could use this. So Rachel had the awesome idea to talk about intuitive eating around the holidays because there are a plethora of reasons why it can yeah. be really difficult. Yeah. And that, so that's, that's, was my, that's always something that I had a hard time with. So, um, I, I guess a lot of my food issues came from, I guess, it, I mean, it always, I mean, as a kid, you, it comes from your family members and my, my dad especially is very big on like every new type of diet or I'm going to try this and, oh, I lost 30 pounds and gained it back. You know, mm-hmm. he's always been on flip-flopping kind of diets and that's always been something that really worries him. I think he just wants us to be healthy. I think at the at this the core of that, he wants us to be healthy. Mm-hmm. But he has always really pushed healthy eating. And like recently, it has even come up that I had said something to him about like Leo and I sent him that video of Leo eating the cookie dough, and that is on our mm-hmm. TikTok and our Instagram. And he was like, talk we we're talking I said yeah he's been eating a lot of cookies today blah 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 like he's just living off cookies and he was like 
well, you don't want him to eat too many cookies. He's going to turn into a tubbo. And I was oh, like, oh, God. Okay. He's two. First off, he's two and a half. Second off, he's skinny as fuck. No, we're not going to do that. And I was just like, nah, he's two, dad. He was like, yeah, I know, I know. I just wanted. Uh. Oh, that just made my skin crawl. Uh-huh. And I was like, he's fucking two. He's two. Isn't it crazy how differently that hits after you have been through the intuitive eating experience it's crazy because it I'm wasn't like, great to hear before those things no. but now with that lens it's just like oh my god but and that's the thing and and what I'm realizing and what helps me with intuitive eating is toddlers are the best intuitive mm-hmm. eaters they know when they're hungry they know when they're full they know what they want and sometimes that is cookies and sometimes mm-hmm. that's not cookies and you know and I'm trying not to micromanage his eating because we are we have been taught you need to clean your plate, yep. even when you're not hungry. Clean you need mm-hmm. to you need to make a happy plate. You need mm-hmm. to do this. You need to do that. Like oh no, you need to eat mm-hmm. four more bites of green beans before you can have this thing, like mm-hmm. a, a cupcake. Which you know, and then in your head you go, okay, cupcakes have uh, like a higher morality than mm-hmm. green beans yes. cupcakes are our special food and we only get those after we do x y and z yep you start to put them on a pedestal yes and that's and that's a, a big thing with me is like that's why i create like why i would crave those things mm-hmm. is because they were the special foods and like you, those are your like bad foods like those are your mm-hmm. secret foods like right. your candy or your you know cookie dough or whatever mm-hmm. it is and it's like no i have a fucking sweet tooth yeah and that's why i would hoard bitch food loves in my room. gummy yeah same mm-hmm and Any, I anybody would, hoard food in their room as a yeah. kid? Did anyone closet eat? Do you still closet eat? I don't think I closet ate as much, but I would I would hoard food, and I wasn't allowed to have food in my room. Yep, I was Same. never allowed to eat in my room. But I got in huge trouble when they would find like wrappers and stuff. Mm-hmm. And my dad was like, "I'm going to give you the bill for the exterminator next time because there's <laughs> ants upstairs, and it's all your fault." I'm like, "Okay, okay, dad." It's a little extreme, but okay. Going back to the toddler thing, what starts to happen is you're born with those skills, and your body knows what you need. But then, and this isn't just because of adults being controlling or anything. It's about time and it's about scheduling. So, mm-hmm. so you learn to rely on the adults in your life to tell you when you're hungry. So like you eat breakfast before you go to school, even if you're not hungry, you got to get something in your belly and then, you know, you'll at eat school, lunch. Yeah. You at eat the time. from 11 o'clock mm-hmm. to 1145 and right. And then you yeah. at, at, at home, no, don't have a snack before dinner. You'll ruin your dinner. Yeah. So, so you get all these messages about when it's appropriate to eat, when it's appropriate to eat what, and you sort of lose that intuition that you're mm-hmm. that every human being is born with. So this is about getting back in touch with that and getting you to a point where I can have a snack after work. If I'm hungry after work, mm-hmm. I don't have to wait until dinner. I'm not going to ruin my dinner. And if I eat a snack and then I'm not hungry for dinner, I can wait and I can I'll push eat. it back. Yeah, yeah, I can eat at nine whenever I'm hungry. The, these times are arbitrary. They mean nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, so the people that are going to come for me and say, oh, it's not good to eat past six o'clock. No, it's fucking not. Or it's fine. It, yeah. It's not bad. Yeah. You can and eat whenever you want. That's, and that's what I also have found. I think I talked to you about this too. I was like, oh, when I have a bowl of cereal before I go to bed, I sleep so good. Mm-hmm. I don't, I think like maybe it's like a, you know, blood sugar thing or whatever, but yeah. it's like, I sleep really great and mm-hmm. I get a good night's sleep and it's, it's totally different for me. And I used to do that. Like you cannot eat past 8 PM cause it's going to go straight to your fat. Oh, That's what's going to happen. And you can't eat after, you know, this or like I needed to work out at this time. Cause then your metabolism would mm-hmm. carry you through while you were sleeping. Mm-hmm. Cause you didn't want to waste time fucking sleeping. Yep. 
It's just, all a just fucking so, sham. It's just messed up. And it's just – and I think that that's hard on the holidays because you do have all of, like, the lavish foods. You right. have all, like, the, you know, the, the dips and the heavy – um, entrees and lots of desserts mm-hmm. and all the good food that makes you happy and you love. And, mm-hmm. you know, in some families, not all families, but in some families it might make you feel ashamed that, that is what you're eating or you keep going back to that dip or mm-hmm. you had another piece of pie or cake or whatever it is and it's, mm-hmm. you know, you feel like you're being watched and that is not okay. No, the first bullet point. So we have a couple bullet points here that we wanted to springboard yeah. off of. And you're pretty much talking about it is, you know, you can enjoy all of the food you truly want. Yes. You don't have to go in and say, um, oh, you know, I I had, I don't know, something shitty for breakfast, quote unquote. So yeah. I'm not, I'm going to skip dessert, but I'm going to eat the turkey. If you really want the dessert, if you really want the pumpkin pie, you can have all the food that you mm-hmm. want. And kind of going off of that I know that something that I would do when I was a kid or actually not as a kid but more as like a teenage late teenager early 20s is I would make sure to put like veggies that I didn't even like mm-hmm. on my plate or like I'd the like salad. Really ba- the salad mm-hmm. that whatever Cram like, it like in try the to corner gets balance all it. Over it yeah <laughs> try to balance it on my like plate like balance out my plate like I had my like greasy shitty like overprocessed food mm-hmm. and then i had like my salad and my green beans and some bullshit and like, yeah this makes me like, feel mm, better I limit me. and sometimes yeah a salad does make me feel so much better and that's why i eat it and so you're just moving on to the next bullet point i you're didn't like, even see these beforehand i know this is so cool so Ooh, i get a cookie you do nope that's a reward oh my gosh <laughs> that's so funny uh-oh <laughs> Okay, sorry. You can have a cookie if you want to have a cookie, Rachel. Whether I get the answers right or wrong. Yes. The cookie will always be <laughs> available will to be you. There. Give me cookie, got you cookie. Got you cookie, give me cookie. The, <laughs> the next one is you eat according to how your body feels. So I was going to uh, say on Christmas Day, I keep saying Thanksgiving, but Christmas is what's coming up. You need to eat breakfast before you go over to the big Christmas dinner. A mm-hmm. lot of, I hear so much like, oh, I'm saving up. Like, oh, I haven't eaten all day because I know I have this big meal. If you're not hungry, that's fine if you don't want to eat. But if yeah. you're hungry, just because you're going to have a big meal later doesn't mean that you shouldn't eat before that. And it doesn't mean that you should starve yourself the next day because you had a heavy meal. Yeah. You need to eat when you're hungry always, no matter how much you ate the day before. Exactly. And I think with me, I'm sometimes sometimes I won't eat because I'm so excited for the food. <laughs> and I'm like, I want to cram as much of it into my body as possible. So I'm going to wait. Mm-hmm. So if I know that something's really, really good is happening, sometimes I'll wait. But I don't ever make myself, like, hangry because mm-hmm. then I almost get to the point where you're not hungry anymore. Mm-hmm. And then everything's fucking ruined. <laughs> and then Rachel Christmas is canceled. <laughs> <laughs> something, something that has really helped me with that because I, I fucking do that too. Because you don't have uh, easy access to all of those foods no. all the time. But something that has helped me with that is when I get to the table – and if I'm getting to a point where I'm getting full, but I didn't get to try the Your green bean casserole, yeah. I can tell myself, if you want green bean casserole later this week, you can make it for yourself. And oh, you can that's have very green true. bean casserole. Or if you like really want a piece of the pumpkin, try taking some of it home. Yeah. Like, you can ask I to d- take something home. That would make people so happy, oh, too. for sure. Like, not that you need a people please, mm-hmm. but... If someone was like, hey, do you, I just, I didn't get to try this. I got really full. Can mm-hmm. I have a little bit to go home? I'd be like, fuck yeah, I probably get, I'm already tired of it because I cooked it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah. The third bullet point is 
be prepared to deal with uncomfortable comments about weight, food, and diets. And so, oh, something cool that we can do is we can make a post of clapbacks to yeah. say to uh, family members if they make comments about your weight um, or things that you can say if someone makes a comment about food in general that makes you uncomfortable. Yeah. So one that I have found that's a pretty good – Yes, yes. Let's, let's do Like all-encompassing is that's not helpful. <laughs> Yeah, well, that, that's not helpful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's not like you're trying to be mean. It's not you're not being passive aggressive. It's just that's not helpful. Mm-hmm. I love that. Period. You don't have to explain yourself. You don't have to talk yourself out of a hole. You don't have to mm-hmm. go into a d- debate about it and mm-hmm. how the other people feel about other person feels about food. Mm-hmm. You don't have to go into that. That's right. not helpful. How about this might be a little more aggressive. I feel like this is good because I'm more aggressive. And so you can. Yeah, you can make it more assertive. Yeah. Um, how about don't make comments about my body? Yeah. Is that too aggressive? A little, I don't think that I would be comfortable <laughs> saying that to okay. certain, or, um, there was a couple cause I, I mostly, I get worried or uh, my mom doesn't say really anything about my weight. She doesn't, she kind of knows I've had conversations with her about it. Um, but my dad would be the one to say something about weight or, you know, that how I look different mm-hmm. or some shit. And I think about how I would want to say things to him because it would be really, really hard for me to be very aggressive with him just because that that's, that's not how I am with my dad. Right. But I also want him to know that that's not okay mm-hmm. to talk about. Or mm-hmm. like, I don't, we don't do that in my house. Like that's kind of, that's kind of what I've said, like what I've said in my head about like stuff with Leo or stuff. We don't do that in our house. Yeah. Like that's not, that's not what we do in our house. I love that. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, that just, I really, that blew me away. I really like, I'm going to take that one with me whenever I have kids. And it made yeah. me forget the other one that I was going to say. Uh, oh, one that I've had to deal with. So I already said this earlier because it was straight from my childhood was we didn't, we weren't really allowed to have like snacks um, yeah, or eat in between them. meals. Like our, our eating schedule was really stringent. So if you know how it is after school, kids are starving after so school. Hungry. And so you want a snack and it was always don't, you'll spoil your dinner. And so even as an adult, my mom will still say things like that. And I just respond with, I eat when I'm hungry. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. And it, and it doesn't sound mean. It's just like, ah, I'm hungry now. And I'm going to eat. eat. Yeah. And, and I'll I'm eat gonna again listen, later. I'm going to listen to my body and not mm-hmm. overeat my snack because I'm so hungry. Right. I know that what's coming and mm-hmm. I'm just going to like, you know, curb my, my hunger a little bit. Yeah. I'm going to eat a snack because it sounds good right now. And then I'll eat again later because I know I'll be hungry. And then maybe I won't overeat to the point of being uncomfortable because I wasn't hangry. Yeah. And yeah. From a parent's perspective, that's so hard sometimes. So Leo is just kind of like eats like a bird, which is what I did when I was a kid too. And he, the kid could snack all day. Also, I could snack all day. I still do snack all day. And if I wasn't married to Derek, I would only eat snacks. Um, but it's so hard to not do that because I like he'll be hungry or he'll be like telling me that he's hungry. And I know that he's hungry. But it's like if I, if I give you these crackers and keep letting you eat until you're not – you don't want to eat anymore, you will not eat anything else. Mm-hmm. And that's what's really, really hard and like getting a nutritious food into his body. It's not healthy or unhealthy type of food. Mm -hmm. Getting nutrition into his body that he needs while he's growing stresses me out. Mm -hmm. And I, I, but I also don't want to take away his intuitive eating parts. Mm -hmm. Like 
a lot of times, and this is something that Derek and I have, have talked about and you know, it's, it's hard to, to get into, but like, like if he wants a cookie, we put it on his plate with his food, just like mm-hmm. it's a side. Yeah. And, and sometimes he eats it first. Sometimes he takes a couple bites and moves on to the next thing. And it's mm-hmm. great. Like it's when it, that happens, I'm like, boom, yeah. I'm fucking parent win right now. But it's just, it's so hard not to be like, wait, no, don't eat right now. You got to eat later. Mm-hmm. And most of the time what we do is we just move up his meals then. Cause mm-hmm. I'm like, fuck it. I don't care when you eat. I w- well, I, th- I was talking with a parent about that and, uh, it was, a client who is very rigid with scheduling and yeah. uh, he was saying, I, you know, he tries to eat these snacks and then he doesn't eat dinner. And so I talked him through it and I'm like, why does he need to be hungry on that schedule? And it came down to, well, I really enjoy sitting at the dinner table together. Mm-hmm. Okay. He doesn't have to eat the food with you. If he's not hungry, if he's hungry when he gets home from school and that's when he needs to eat, that's when he can eat. Yeah. But if you want to cherish that time together, make it mandatory that he still joins the family for dinner. Yeah. He can still be present and, and spend time true. together. He doesn't have to eat the spaghetti and garlic bread then if it's ready before he can eat earlier or, you know, if kind of like fend for yourself, yeah. teach him how to make his, his own meals. So mm-hmm. that way you don't have to make two dinners like, or make it early. You know, there's yeah. like lots of workarounds. And I think that for some reason we just feel really rigid on that. Like yeah. kids should fall into this uh, schedule. And if not, they're being, disrespectful but or it's like not, we're catering just, to them right right or like they, yeah they they need to be connected with their bodies and mm-hmm. let them do that yeah i agree okay oh uh before we get to the last bullet point uh one thing i would say that a lot of people i i never really dealt with this but i know a lot of people do is uh family members trying to push more food on you when you're already my too dad, full. my dad d- didn't do that to his own kids absolutely not but Derek can Derek has a big old fucking smile on his face <laughs> because my dad it would uh, and Brooke you probably remember this too oh yeah he all, no here you're gonna eat this last one Brooke eat oh, here, it Brooke here, eat here. it Brooke, 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 eat Brooke, the, one. Brooke yeah Brooke yeah yeah and he would he does that to every person I would always be so embarrassed as a kid I was like dad stop force feeding my friends food <laughs> They're full. You're going to make them throw up. And he would just be like, oh, just eat it. And then they'd say no, and he'd just fucking put it on your plate. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. If people try to get you to do that, you do not have to eat just to be polite. No. You you can say, like, it would hurt me right now. Yeah. I think I would explode. Like, I'm kind of in pain. You know, let them know. It's You you don't have to eat just to be polite. I I don't know what I I would do if I was in a culture that – because I know a lot of cultures are like, mm-hmm. um, grandma, I'm not hungry anymore. It's like, nope, you're going to eat some more. Yeah. Like here, I made, I made these for you, you know, mm-hmm. it's a way to show love. And like, it I'm is. not trying to take the, that away, but sh- you can hurt yourself. <laughs> right. Oh my God. If I eat another big potato. I will die. I will die. I will turn <laughs> into a potato. Big old big potato. Uh, the, the last thing on the list is, um, you don't need to dread getting quote unquote back on the wagon again come january 1st thank you (laughs) thank you amen Mm -hmm. because i just what bothers me so fucking much is when you walk into like a target or something the day after christmas and it's fucking yoga pants and workout tops and it's like that's all front and center and it's like on sale or like shoved down your throat Mm -hmm. and then all the gym memberships are on sale and all these things so if if that's what you want to wait for 
to get a deal, do that, but mm-hmm. don't do it because you're like, oh, gotta get, well, gotta lose this holiday weight. Right. Oh right. God, I just, I just ate and I ate and I ate. Yeah. Okay. Who gives a shit? Because it was fun, and you also celebrated and celebrated with your family mm-hmm. or with friends or whoever, and you had a good time and you made memories. Yes, that is more important than your size for sure. Um, I will also link this article that I kind of drew on to help us get our juices flowing. It's an article by Alyssa Rumsey, Nutrition and Wellness. Uh, I just want to make sure that I give credit where credit's due. I used her little bullet points to kind of uh, jump off from. So I'll link that. that. And I'm looking through the whole article right now, and it looks like it could be really good if you're interested in learning more about intuitive eating and you don't want to read the textbook. Understandable. This would be a good... uh, uh, article to start with. I can also link the quiz yeah, that idea. I usually give my clients. Something else to try too when you want to uh, explore getting into your in- internal hunger cues is using a hunger scale. Mm-hmm. On a scale of zero to five, where does my hunger exist right now? Yeah. What does it feel like in my body whenever I'm hungry? You know, normally yeah. we don't know that until we're hangry. Yeah. So what does a zero look like to you? What does a one look like? A three? You know, a th- usually you want to feed yourself around a three. Yeah. And so um, I never even thought about it like that. mm -hmm. Yeah. Usually I wait until I'm a four or a five and that has a lot to do with my schedule. Yeah. So uh, uh, you want to just kind of like pay attention. Like when I'm a three, what time of day am I typically a three? You know, if I eat this for breakfast, it's just there's so much to learn. You you have so much to learn about your body that has you've not had the opportunity to learn growing up. Mm hmm. So, yeah. It's hard. And it's definitely a process. It's like a it's a give and take of one day you might feel really, really great about intuitive eating mm-hmm. and you are on it and you feel really good about yourself. And the next day you find yourself into some more unhealthy eating habits, mm-hmm. not food-wise, like not like nutrition-wise, mm-hmm. but like your shame yeah. type of eating Patterns habit. that are harmful to you yes. that, that you want to work on. And that's yeah. part of the process. It is. And I still like I, I still have those days and you still oh, have those intrusive sure. thoughts. And I don't think that those go away 100% mm-hmm. and that's okay. Mm-hmm. But so it's just, it's just something, honestly, we're planting the seed for you guys just to have in the back of your head for, you know, Christmas and New Year as, and, you know, wherever you're going to be going with family or friends. And uh, just think about it before you – put yourself in the shame corner Mm -hmm. it is possible to not feel shame around food yeah it's something I never ever thought that I would ever feel or say and it took I mean it took years it took probably three to four years for me to really start not feeling the shame Mm -hmm. like you said the intrusive thoughts still come up so I guess I just wanted them I wanted you guys to hear that if you're sitting here listening to this and you're thinking that will never be my reality I know what that's like and you can get there you can get to a place where you um, give yourself permission to to enjoy food freely. Ugh, that's very, very And it is so fucking freeing. rewarding. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> All right. We did it. We did it. Let's, we got to wrap up. Yeah. Don't forget to subscribe. Rate. Rate and review. And review. On Apple Podcasts. And Spotify. Well, you can't rate and review on Spotify, yeah. but but follow us on Spotify. Just do all the things. Um, follow us on Instagram at probablyfinepod. Uh-oh, I'm doing it. Uh, then the same for the Gmail, <laughs> probably find pod at gmail.com. Yes, and bitch. then, <laughs> and then TikTok go off, pro- probably find pod. Oh, Derek, our little baby. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Uh, I'm uh, feeling good. Uh. I'm feeling good. It's a bad bitch party. You, you can, can knock, knock it in. in. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs>
sorry. Yes. Send us your shame stories. Yeah. And they don't have to be period, even though I, I thoroughly enjoy them. Yes. Yes. Anything you want, we'll read them and we'll have a grand old time. Derek, will you send us a shame story? It definitely won't <gasps> yes, be about, well, Derek, it might be about Derek, a period, but. Derek. <gasps> Derek, next week, can we challenge you to write a shame story? Oh, sorry. You're working really hard. My bad. <laughs> You need to give him some words of affirmation. Right? No, I mean, like his job. He's His job has no, been extremely demanding. So, okay. No. We're going to wrap it up. Okay. We love you guys. <laughs> have a good, we won't see, we won't talk to them before Christmas. Yeah. Have a so, great Christmas. Take care Christmas. of yourself. Or, or happy holidays, whatever you celebrate. Yeah. Sorry. We live in the Midwest. It just, just, it just gets very Christmassy. But yeah, take care of yourself. We love you. Give yourself space. We will talk to you soon. All right. Okay, bye. Bye. There he is. <laughs> Pop tap. Drop tap. A little bop bop. That's what it sounded like to me. love you i almost left my husband for you tonight he's scared Stop. <laughs> okay don't make me insult no. you <laughs> i just choked one back i was just like but off the ranch, Chuck. <laughs> the pumpkin spice from qt is not it no. it tasted like feet <laughs> and i'm not even fucking kidding the cookies and cream was really good, though. I had the cookies and cream. That sounds very good. It also scares me that people just drink that as a beverage. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It's a but, creamer. <laughs> yeah. There are... I, I have this article in front of me that has, like, bullet points. Yeah. So I feel like that'll help us... <laughs> Digest it for us. <clears throat> Why reinvent the wheel when you yeah. can just plagiarize from the internet? <laughs> Thank you, internet. <laughs> Thank you. Don't leave us. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. <laughs>